Cornell West has been a fixture of American society for more than three decades. Ubiquity provided liquidity and West earned an estimated 15 million or so over the last 30 years. But oddly, as he mounts an independent run for president, his net worth resembles that of a first year adjunct professor. Hi, I'm Allie Jackson Jolly. I'm here with my colleague, Forbes staff writer, Zach Everson. Zach, thanks for being here with us. My pleasure. Yeah, so you and your team um, regularly write about um, the presidential candidates digging into their wealth. How much money do they have? Um, what are their assets? Um, and so most recently, you do that for Cornell West. Um, Cornell West, political philosopher, um, most famous for his essays in written in 1991, I believe, um, called Race Matters. Um, before I ask you how much he's worth, tell us a little bit about Cornell West. What should we know about him? Um, really impressive backstory. Came up from pretty humble means. Grew up in uh, Sacramento. Uh, mom was a school teacher and then principal. Dad was a contractor. Uh, one of four kids. If his you know autobiography is to believe, uh, be believed, and there's every intent indication it should be, very smart from a young age. Just just tore through academics. Very good athlete. He was, he was active in track, he said, played the violin. Um, very active on the dating and dancing scene. He would talk about what a dancer he was. Uh, went to Harvard at the age of 17. Graduated in three years, in part because he was afraid he was gonna run out of money to pay for it. And then he um, went to Princeton on a full P on a full scholarship, got his PhD. But even before he had graduated Princeton, he was publishing, he was teaching at other colleges. And uh, just just one of the you know modern America's foremost thinkers, and I mean public intellectuals. We're not a country that really has a lot of public intellectuals, but he is certainly one of them. And it was crossed like crossed into the mainstream. You recognize him. He's got a very distinct look. He wears the same outfit every day. He's been in the Matrix sequels where they created parts specifically for him, um, and now running for president. Yeah. So okay. Tell me what is so what is he worth, you know, and what are his assets? Sure, he is worth about nothing is our estimate. Um, he has two assets, the best that we can tell. Uh, he owns part of a home in Princeton, New Jersey that he uh, co-owns with the university there, and that's worth uh, a little bit over two hundred thousand dollars. And then he also has a retirement fund that's worth over two hundred thousand as well. But he owes a little bit less than that in tax liens to the U.S. government, which which wipes out whatever holdings he has right there. Okay, but you know, author, um, scholar, professor, um, n that doesn't necessarily say to me that he earned a lot of wealth, but did he at one point? He, with a name like Cornell West, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done very well for himself. We estimate that he's made about $15 million over the past 30 years. Seems to be pretty steady at around about a half million dollars a year. And we have some really good information on this from some divorce filings from his third marriage where his wife really broke down what his earnings were and actually got a list of payments that he received from his speaking agency. So we can see that he made several hundred thousand dollars a year in speaking fees. Um, and recently he said he's also, he told us that he's made a decent chunk of money on Masterclass. So he's done pretty well there. So his university salaries have been anywhere from about 115000 to I think 230000 is what we've been able to track down. But the, the speaking fees have added to that. And we, we didn't have information on books, so we left that out. But clearly, you know, he's got other things going on. He's released a CD. He's written numerous books. I mean, there's, there's more to it than that. So I think the $15 million is, is probably conservative. 
So then, um, but you just told me he is not worth anything. Um, so how did he walk me through this? How did he lose his money? Um, two main issues that we can see is, is he's been married five times and there've been some divorce settlements there that have not been super favorable for him and tax liens. You know, when, when he gets paid from the university, they withhold salaries like any other employer will do. But he did not have the taxes withheld from his speeches, he said. And I mean, this also comes out in the divorce filings. So when the tax bill came, he would owe hundreds of thousands of dollars and he did not have the savings to pay that. And those would just build up year after year after year. I mean, he, he referred to it to us as like a reptile biting its own tail and that he would pay some off and yet then more would still come in. So that has been the major problem there. But so we, we knew this, you know, he was upfront with it in his biography. He says like, I'm not good with money. Um, and also like I've, at that time, I think he'd been married three times and like, yes, I go through relationships a lot, but we didn't really know like where the money was going. Why doesn't he have the money to pay these taxes? What, where, where is it? Why doesn't he have it pulled aside to pay when tax day comes along? And one of the, we got a bit of an answer here with the divorce filings. It was about 126 pages and his third wife lays out in, in a lot of detail um, affairs that he had had, children that he had had, and spending money on travel, on maintaining a separate apartment that he was paying $5,000 a month for um, to carry on extramarital relationships. Um, he was off living in New Mexico with a woman who, he was married at the time, but he was living in New Mexico with another woman and their child. Um, and then there were pretty significant um, divorce file, or payments that he ended up making in alimony. So in your reporting, you do talk a lot about his, how his divorces cost him, how his affairs cost him, how these um, romantic entanglements that seem to be sort of serial. And at one point you mentioned that he um, impregnated and abandoned um, one of the women. Um, these aren't necessarily helpful narratives. You know, there are, of course, stereotypes that black men face. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, talk to me about um, your thought process when you put sure. this into your reporting. Well, there's the general, when somebody's running for president, character matters. And that's that's just, and, but those weren't new. It was, you know, it was well known that he'd gone through all these relationships. But we're Forbes, we report on money. And that's what mattered was that these relationships told you what was going on with his money. You know, he had his first divorce and it told us there what he ended up having to pay and what he got to keep. I mean, what he got to keep was he took, it specifically said like he got to keep the albums, the stereo and a couple of chairs and how much money he was paying and also what percentage of his future earnings. So that's why we mentioned, okay, he, and he had a child there that he abandoned, left. And then later on, when that child was an adult, though, we also dug into how he said in his later divorce filing, how he was supporting him. So we covered that. The same thing with the extramarital affairs. You know, the fact that he had that apartment, um, aside from where he was living at the Four Seasons with his wife, mattered because that's $5,000 a month that he's, he's spending on this. And also that, you know, he took this woman to Turkey. Well, there's, there's money being spent right there. And that's, that's really mattered. There was a lot more in those divorce filings, but it didn't have any money aspect to it. So we didn't, we didn't put it in there. I mean, it's, it's public, it's, 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 you can pull these out. These documents have been around for 30 years. No one's reported them before though, for whatever reason. Um, so it's out there and yeah, you know, sometimes there is this stereotype, but I mean, these are the facts of this story. And you know, we were very careful with choosing what to report, what to put out there. 
And you know, it tells the story of why this guy has no money. And a lot of it is because he spent it. And he, he says as much. I mean, he says in his, in his autobiography, like, I spent it on women. And, you know, okay, great, you said that, but how specifically did you do that? And now we have more of that answer. Yeah, and so um, you've said a couple of times, and even right now, he said it himself. So, you know, arguably one of the um, smartest or smarter political philosophers in mm -hmm. my lifetime, um, he had to know, he said this stuff, he's written about it, it's been public. Um, when you run for president, these things come out and and yet like what occurs to me is that he spent his life writing about um the interplay of race class gender and power so um i wonder um is his life playing out um in front of everyone you know talking about um his irresponsibility his not really understanding some of the tax code, some of the finance, you know, how to manage finance, um, not coming from generational wealth. Right. Do you get the sense that maybe um, he is wanting this to be in the public on purpose because it's what he's always thought about and what he's always talked about? No, he's, he stopped talking to us once we started asking specific questions about the divorce filings. He was, he was very good at responding to us earlier. We did two uh, interviews. Jemima Denham, who I co-wrote the author with, spoke with him twice for like over 40 minutes. He had a fairly firm grasp in there of where his money was, why he didn't have it. If he wasn't aware that he needed to withhold money for federal taxes, he certainly learned it the first year that hit. I mean, when you get that tax bill, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I should start doing that. And now we're, this has gone on for decades. Um, you know, it's a common issue that we have not just with him, but with a lot of other people, like if they have this baggage in their closet, and then they run for office, like, were they not expecting this to come out? But sometimes it doesn't. I mean, look, George, George Santos got elected, and it wasn't until after he got elected that like, oh, yeah, wow, there's a lot going on here. Um, and it's also said these documents have been around forever, but hadn't been reported before. You know, it wasn't until we asked for them that they really, you know, this public information became truly accessible to the public. Um, so I don't know, you know speculation, but if, it, if these information hasn't come public previously, why would it come out now? Like he's been a public figure for, for quite some time, just not necessarily vetted in this way. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, the reason that the money you know, th that he did say, yeah, he wasn't good with money. And so what we what we did now is kind of explain why, you know, what's what's he said he spent it on, okay, what specifically did you do it on? Like, was he, and, and there were other things that we mentioned in the article beyond affairs, like he had a condo with the Four Seasons, he had a Mercedes and he had a Cadillac at the same time. You know, he mentioned that he and his wife liked to, they would go to galas, they would go out to nice restaurants. I mean, he even said like, the condo with the Four Seasons in hindsight, we probably couldn't have afforded. Um, but you know, being able to provide that that background on this this very important person, I think, really matters. And as for whether he's living, you know, what he talks about, um, you know, in in race matters, which I, I read while reporting this article, he there are a couple things. One is that he does talk about the importance of maintaining strong families in the black community. And here you've got a guy who's been divorced multiple times. You know, has one child out of wedlock, another child he divorced the mom when. Uh, she was three, and he, he said in his autobiography it was because like he just didn't have a lifestyle that could accommodate that. And then you also have him talking about the need to tax the wealthy and the 1% or whatever, 
I mean, he's 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 up there based on income. You know, he's pulling in over five hundred thousand dollars a year. This is somebody who, by his by his own definition, should be taxed at even a higher rate than what he's being taxed at currently. And you know, instead, he's dealing with tax liens going back years. We're almost out of time, um, but I wanted to ask you one more thing. You have there's an interesting um, line in your article where you say. Um, you know, his his latest act of financial recklessness is running for president. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, the big one is he is on sabbatical. He's taking a sabbatical to run, but the sabbatical will run out, some will end sometime before the campaign will. So he'll be without a salary. I mean, here's somebody who is in debt, tax liens, and is now gonna find himself jobless as he runs for president, which I mean, he's not gonna win. You know, he's not going to get that four hundred thousand dollar a year salary as president, and um, yeah, I mean that's that's not you always you kind of wonder, and that's one of the things I saw after we posted this article is like, is he doing this for the money? And I mean, the answer here is clearly no. I mean, he says he doesn't expect to get any more book sales out of this. We at Forbes have dug into the finances of every other candidate running for president. I did the one on Marianne Williamson, so we looked at her book sales. She didn't enjoy much of a book spot, much of a spike in book sales. You know, it's it's not running for president is not a been a great way for these people to sell books. So the mere fact that he's like give it, he's in debt and he's giving up his job to go run for president is yeah, I mean it's a little bit reckless there, and he, it's not like he has the savings to go back on to support him. We've we've seen that he doesn't. Uh, well, thank you. It's fascinating reporting you did. Thank you for being here with us, and um, I can't wait to see um, what you uncover next. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, Allie.